The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Thanks for joining us. This is Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Empower yourself and get inspired to build the life of your dreams. Welcome to Everyday Peace with Dr. Drayvon James. Hello and welcome to our show. I'm Dr. Drayvon James and this is Everyday Peace. I'm super excited to be here with you today as we explore the concept of living a life of peace every day. Peace defined as wholeness, completeness, nothing missing, nothing broken, totality. My goodness, can you even imagine, and I hope that you can, living a life of peace every day. And every day includes today, right now, no matter what's going on. I'm here to tell you that yes, everyday peace is possible. Yes, you deserve everyday peace. And yes, you can have everyday peace. We work together on this show to bring you the topics and the guests to partner with you as you create your life of peace every day. Now, if you missed last week's interviews, let me tell you, you missed the fabulous Rosalind Kahn. She shared insights from her book, A Message for Tomorrow's Leaders. This is a book that was written during the pandemic that offers a path of enlightenment and strategy to provide hope and succeed for, the, for tomorrow and, today, and today's and tomorrow's leaders. I want to say it that way, today's and tomorrow's leaders. So I encourage you to go back and listen to that interview. Also, you missed Adora Winquist. Adora is an aromatherapy and energy medicine expert. She shared her knowledge of, he, of the healing powers of essential oils. The show was packed with just awesome tips and so much encouragement. And who couldn't use that? during these times. We definitely could use that. And if not us, somebody that we know. So I encourage you to go back, listen to last week's show. In fact, you can access our entire library of shows by subscribing to Dr. Drayvon James Everyday Peace podcast on Apple, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, or you can listen to them right here on the unityonlineradio.org website. Another great place to find out all things everyday peace is to visit the new and improved drdravonjames.com website. The website includes past shows, words of wisdom and encouragement, excerpts from my book, uh, interviews that I've done on other people's shows. So you can catch some of that wisdom there, and contact information, 
and you can get information, you can get uh, free downloads for courses that we're offering absolutely free. So I encourage you to visit the website, drdravonjames.com, bookmark it, visit often. Things are moving around and changing and being added every day, so you don't want to miss that. Uh, I, I, last week I told you that we were going to come on here and we were going to do some FAQs, things that people ask me in email and Yes, it is absolutely okay to continue to email me. The email address continues to be DravonJames at yahoo.com. I got it myself for a minute there, but I do get a lot of emails there. And you won't believe this, but I generally get the same questions, and that's a-okay. I get some wonderful comments, too, so I try to address those as well. But FAQs, Leaders in High Heels. Yes, I did mention that on my previous show. Leaders in High Heels is my new Facebook group for, you guessed it, women, men. Don't worry, I got something coming out for a men's group as well. But Leaders in High Heels focuses on everything leadership and involving women. So I encourage you to get on that website in that Facebook group, start sharing. We're doing some wonderful things in there. We've got a series coming up uh, and that's a Leaders in um, High Hills group that deals with fear. And when we talk about leadership, I know sometimes we automatically think about the C-suite and business and entrepreneurship. And definitely that is a part of leadership. But did you know that the, before you can lead anywhere, we've got to decide to lead ourselves, to be the leader of self. That's so very important. So if you're not already a member of the Facebook group, Leaders in High Heels, I encourage you to, to get involved there. That was our, a question that came in last week. And so we're getting closer to the end of the year. And our listeners know that our anthem for 2021 is, what are we waiting for? Now, today is the day to take action on the life of your dreams. Why? Because you're a leader, absolutely. And if it is going to be, it is up to who? In my life is up to me, in your life is up to you. There's no time like the present to get started on our dreams. And we bring on these guests um, who talk to us about fabulous things that they've done, service that they're providing. And they are a conduit, if you will, to us connecting to that part of herself. And today is no exception. We got two marvelous guests for you today. We have Paulina. Milana is here to share tips and her journey on how to stay sane and thrive in a family where mental illness is nagging at the roots. We have Jean Ache Ngang. She's here to discuss her wonderful, amazing tea company, uh, as well as her publicist business. So we're going to learn about a lot of things today. But before we get to that, we're going to talk uh, just a moment about our everyday peace moment. I want to tell you that I am so honored every week to have the opportunity to gather as a group here as Everyday Peacemakers. It is a blessing to have so many of you following me, uh, the wonderful guests that we have, the absolutely entertaining and uh, just warm stories that people share with me when they when they email me. Please know that you can connect with me on, on the website as well. But one of the things that our, our primary purpose is is to have us really embrace our life as our own and to decide that right now, in this moment, we are our most powerful self. And in order to live completely in this moment, we've got to make a decision that the past is in the past, 
We've got to let go, learn what we need to learn, use that knowledge to embrace the now so that we can create a beautiful tomorrow. And to that end, we have been discussing some essential steps for letting go of the past. And I'm just going to recap really quickly where we talk about this new step we're going to introduce today. But we know that we have to decide to take nothing personally, right? Everyone's on their own journey. Stay tuned into this moment so we don't miss the magic that's available to this to us in this moment. So being present in this moment is necessary. Also, we have to let go of the belief that we are not enough. And embrace the fact that right now in this moment, we are enough for whatever it is that we are trying to create in this moment. Let go of making decisions based on the opinions of others. Yes, we've got to get rid of that. Decide to embrace our true self. Show up as your authentic self every day without fear of someone not being able to accept you. You accept you. Those who are meant to be in your tribe will follow. And number six, let go of the need for perfection. You know how that blocks us. If the stars and the moon are not exactly aligned, some of us can't move. But I'm here to tell you that your journey in life is about progress, not perfection. So we're looking for progress. That's how we know we're doing it right. Even when we have those moments in our day, and we all have them, where we feel like we're taking three steps backwards. Knowing that we're conscious of that, knowing that we're conscious of that is progress in and of itself. So learn to love ourselves and don't be so hard on ourselves. We are not looking for perfection. We're looking for progress. That is our everyday peace moment. And with that, we're going to go to our first fabulous guest today, Paulina Milana. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Dr. James, for having me on. Oh, I'm excited to have you here. I, I, I didn't say this, but you're an author, you're a speaker, you're a podcaster, a founder of Madness to Magic, which is a coaching program helping others to find their passion and triumph from adversity. You're doing it all. And I'm so excited to have you here with us today. Thank you. Thank you. It's, it's a pleasure. It's an honor to be here. And we have this fabulous book um, that you've written, which is going to pretty much be the focus of our discussion today. Uh, Committed, a memoir of madness in the family. Let I love the title. It's got my attention. Tell us a little bit about that book and what inspired you to write it. Sure. Um, so Committed, a memoir of madness in the family is the sequel to the first book that came out in 2015 called The S Word, A Memoir of Secrets. My journey in this life has been that of a caregiver and a caregiver to crazy is what I like to call it. I, uh, my mother uh, was a diagnosed paranoid schizophrenic uh, from about the time I was 10, I became la piccola mamma, um, the little mother of the house. We were immigrants. My parents came from Italy, English, not first language. So my mom couldn't do a lot of things because of her mental illness that for a long time went undiagnosed in those days. And so I kind of picked up the slack, so to speak. Then in my 20s, uh, my father unexpectedly died, and I became my mother's primary caregiver. And then on top of that, when I was 26, 
my little sister also um, became diagnosed as a paranoid schizophrenic. So I was sandwiched between the two of them, caring for both of them and doing it all in secret. Um, it nearly did me in. This book, Committed, is the continuation of the story. It picks up when I have one year away at college. I had scraped enough money by to go to Iowa State University. I had one year away, and all I wanted to be is normal. I wanted to forget all the madness that was going on at home. So the first part of the book is the full year and what happens as I try to pretend that I'm just as normal as everybody else, and yet letters continue to come from home trying to pull me back into the madness. On top of that, I'm dealing with my own kind of voices in my head, and I'm no longer sure what's normal, what's not. So there's a lot of, um, a lot of freedom, a lot of uh, experimentation, a lot of um, emotion that goes into the first part of the book. And then the second part of the book is when I come home and I'm right back in the middle of madness with my mother and then my dad dies and my little sister um, gets diagnosed as a paranoid schizophrenic and I end up nearly losing my own life as well as taking them with me and had it not been for divine intervention, I would have lost um, that little battle. So, so that's kind of what committed is about. You know, you've you've got my full attention, as I'm sure you do, so many of our listeners, because mental illness is one of those things that is around us everywhere, but so seldomly talked about. Right. There are families just like yours um, and people who are suffering in, in, in silence because of shame and stigma. So I applaud you for for having the courage to write this book. And I know it had to be extremely hard um, just to relive some of the painful moments. What was it you know, like? Um, you, you had actually asked me um, in, to start uh, what it was like to write it or why I chose to write it. And it's interesting because it, it was super painful. The first book took me 10 years. This one took quite a bit um, shorter in terms of time. And it wasn't a question of the decision to write it. It was I, I was compelled to. There was no other choice. It was almost as if it, it became clear that all of this that had happened to me and was happening to me was for a greater purpose. And I owed it. I owed it to myself. I owed it to my mother, my sister. I owed it to everybody out there who is in a similar position of either you know, having someone that they love who has a mental illness or they themselves having a mental illness or even being in a caregiver position of an elderly parent, let's say, I owed it to everyone. There was a purpose that this was given to me. And so the books are really an homage to others to let them know they are not alone. And this book part in particular, Committed, it is done. It's an epistolary memoir. So it is done actually featuring the actual handwritten letters from my mother, from my sister, from other people in my life at that time. And it's so powerful because they themselves 
have a voice to tell their stories. So many times, I mean, I, I'm a writing coach. I help people turn the stories of their lives into meaningful books that help them heal and help give purpose to whatever's happened. And so many times people have incredible stories and they never get told and they die within them. And that to me is missing out on the very reason that we have these experiences. Yeah, I mean, you, and that's one thing I was going to ask you about was the the actual letters. What was that like for you? What did you have to, I don't know, go through yeah. emotionally in order to publish those letters? <laughs> yeah, um, you know, it's interesting because one of the things that I teach in, uh, in my coaching, it's a real struggle when you're dealing with the past and writing about it. Why? Because you are where you are right now today. And a lot of the things that happened, obviously, are yesterday or before. And you tend to judge from where you sit now, whatever your choice was back then. And, and that is kind of what I felt when I was dealing with these letters. I would read um, letters from my mother. And at the time that she wrote the letters to me, I being a teenager, I just, I read what I wanted to read and I couldn't understand why in the world I couldn't have a quote unquote normal mom and all of these um, teenage angst kind of feelings that were totally justified. But now reading those letters and reading my mother's words about how depressed she was, and how she was saying her goodbyes to us because she loved us so much that she wanted to just kill herself and, and give us freedom. Reading those letters from where I sit now, it's, it's a challenge. And, and one of the things that I really recommend to anyone who's thinking of doing something like this and kind of digging into the past is, you know, don't, don't do it alone um, because it, 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 it is pretty traumatic. And also, don't judge yourself. Don't at all. Just tell the story from from what happened back then. I promise you that once you do something like that, not only do you vomit out all that stuff that you've been keeping inside of you, but you give it the power to actually heal you and everyone else who's reading it, listening to it, because I can guarantee you so many more people out there are keeping it silent and they think it's only them you have you have an opportunity to actually turn your story into something that has so much meaning again i hear so much service in, in your voice and in your work so you've often said that it is the strongest people among us who need the most help what do you mean by that yeah wow that's a really really good one so you know when we think about mental illness or you know or when we even think about caregivers. Or, or, or you know what, even in the workplace, there are people that, you know, if you want something done, you give it to the busiest person, right? Because you look at them and you're like, oh, they can handle it all. They can do it all. Look at that person. Oh, wow, they get going. And that's great. But we miss the signs because those of us who think that we are strong and we can do it, and we're powerful. I mean, and that's great. Those are great traits to have. But too often, 
we take it to the extreme. And suddenly we are caregiver to everybody except ourselves. And slowly we are eroding. Slowly we are not only losing our joy, but we are losing our perspective and our objectivity. And we no longer are in a position to care for ourselves, let alone anyone else. And that's when it gets dangerous. So I like to say it's even the strongest among us, your friends, your family members, whoever, you know, ask, ask what's really going on. Get, get people talking because if, if we don't reach out to others, especially those that we think have it all going on, we are missing an opportunity to kind of let them know, hey, you don't have to do it all. Hey, I'm here. Even if, you know, it, you know, one of the things that I like to say is I've got, you know, if you need an ear to bend, I've got two. And, and that's one line. And I can't tell you how many people have taken me up on that. People who, to the public, seem to have it all going on, but inside they're falling apart. And everybody gets to that point. So that's where that comes from. I, I had to learn, and I'm still learning, that I cannot, I cannot handle everything myself. Nor, no one was meant to. I am learning that I can't fix others. I can't rescue others. I, I'm learning to put myself first. It's, it's a, it's a, a never-ending um, lesson, to be honest. Yeah, and what I hear in there too is that if that old adage is that people need people, and oftentimes strong people. You're right; they'll take on more, and they'll take it on. They'll suffer in silence, and before you know it, they become. I work in healthcare for over 30 years, and I say the biggest way to keep uh, the healthcare industry working is to keep wearing out the work healthcare workers, right? So they just replenish <laughs> right. because right, they're so strong. They don't ask for help. They don't take days off. And then yeah. before you know it, they trade places with the, with the patients. So um, I agree with exactly. that a hundred percent. Make sure that you're asking out for help. Now, when you were going through this period in your life uh, as a child, young adult, what kind of support, if any, did you have? Oof, nothing. No, <laughs> I, I hate to say it like that, but really, when I was growing up, you know, with my mother, so I had two different scenarios going on. With my mom, um, it was what, like the late 70s, early 80s. With my mom, everything, like nobody even wanted to whisper the words mentally ill. And the only thing that you saw really about mental illness was what, you know, TV shows, like, I don't know if you remember, um, there was a TV show called Sybil based on a true story. And so those were the kinds of things. Do you remember that, that movie yes. at all? The, um, so yeah. So that's pretty much all that people knew about mental illness. So nobody wanted to say anything was going on. And then like to even find the help. I mean, my mom had actual exploratory brain surgeries, a couple of them, because even the doctors didn't say, Hey, this, may not be physical they actually thought something physical was wrong only after all of that did they say you know i'm sorry but this is a, uh, a, a mental illness issue well years had gone by so there really were there really just wasn't any help in part because you know we were sicilian so we lived in this kind of um sicilian code of 
what happens in the family stays in the family. La Cosa Nostra is basically what it's called. And so we didn't tell anybody, but even when we sought out help, it just wasn't there. Then my little sister, um, she, when, when she was going through all of this, like in the early nineties, you know, you would think that stuff had really changed, but it really didn't. The same kind of medications were used, the same kind of trial and error cocktails of different drugs were used. Um, the therapies just, they just weren't there. And, and, and nobody again wanted to really be associated with someone who had that kind of a severe mental illness. Take it to today. And in today's world, you've got people who are trying, right? You've got, you know, what, Oprah Winfrey, uh, Prince Harry, you've got um, a lot, you know, Glenn Close has an organization for mental illness. You have a lot of people and a lot of organizations who are trying to end the stigma. And I, I think it's absolutely wonderful. I think you and I both have our roots in Chicago. And there's a an awesome uh, coffee shop called The Sip of Hope. Um, and and they are all about mental health, mental illness. A lot of people are trying to do things, but when mental illness sneaks up on you, there's a panic. There's a panic because it's great when you've got like a tagline or a little mantra or, you know, it's okay not to be okay. But when mental illness really strikes and you have to struggle and figure out who do I go to for help? Do I put my loved one in some place for a 42 hour hold, a 72 hour hold? What am I doing to them? Does that put them down on a path of, you know, always being stigmatized, always being labeled? Wait, does insurance even cover this? There's so much fear still surrounding kind of like the the how-tos of it, that still is not clear. There's an organization named NAMI, uh, National Alliance for the Ment Mental Illness. I'm going to actually be doing a presentation for them this coming uh, October 8th or 9th, I believe it is. And NAMI is an awesome organization. They have so many it, yeah. free sources. Yeah, they, they're really great. But again, when it happens to you and you have to figure out what the steps are. It's really frightening. It's just frightening and, today. And, and before we end our session, because you have so much knowledge, please tell our listeners where they can get the book, Committed, A Memoir of Madness in the Family for Support. Where can you find this book? Sure thing. Um, you can get it anywhere that books are sold. It's sold on Amazon, uh, Barnes & Noble. Um, you can also hop onto my website, madness2magic.com slash books. You'll see all of them there. And, you know, drop me a line if you have anything on your mind. I welcome people reaching out. You have been a wealth of, of knowledge for us and support because I know this is a big issue. You just pointed out a few of even our stars. It's, begin, it's getting mainstream attention now, but you were well before your time with stepping out and encouraging. We thank you for being our special guest today. Thank you. A pleasure being here. Thanks so much for all you do. You're welcome. Experience the difference. Unity Online Radio.
the voice of an awakening world. Create and build the life of your dreams. Welcome back to Everyday Peace with Dr. Drayvon James. Welcome back to Everyday Peace. I'm Dr. Drayvon James, and we have a fabulous guest set for this segment of the show. Janine Gang is the co-owner of Bone, I'm going to say this wrong, Bio-T. Bio-T. Uh, <laughs> Bio-T. And uh, it's, I, look, I am a fan. I love tea. I was telling her that, uh, you know, we have roots in the Caribbean, so uh, tea is a big part of my life. In addition to that, you're like a, you know, I don't know, triple threat. Is that how they say that? Is that still a thing? Janine Gang is also the owner of Dope Publicity. So she's a publicist in Miami Beach. And we're going to talk about all of that and just your journey. And wow, you're doing a lot. So welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I'm so excited being here. Thank you for inviting me. Yeah, you know, I'm fascinated by people who get to follow their passion. And I say get to follow their passion. What I really mean is have the courage to follow their passion. Because so often uh, people get pigeonholed in whatever it was that they studied yeah. in school and or, you know, where, wherever their family said they should go and be and they get stuck in a rut. Mm -hmm. And so when I get an opportunity to talk to someone <laughs> like you who is uh, passionate about more than one thing and pursuing more than one thing and doing it very, very well, very, very successful. I, I'm excited to do that, to have the opportunity to bring that type of energy onto the show. So please tell us about who you are and what you're doing and how you're doing it. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> no. So I'm Jeanine King, and um, just like you said, I'm the co-owner of Bonnet Biotea, which is an organic tea company, uh, and I'm also a publicist. So it seems like it's a lot, actually, but I did study uh, PR in school, public relations, and I didn't want to stop there because I'm very passionate about tea. I love tea. I was a tea drinker, and I was having a hard time finding the perfect mixture, just something that suits me, and because I have a digestion problem, and I'm from Africa originally. My grandmother have a solution for absolutely everything. She doesn't believe in in traditional medicine. She wants to have her whole plants mixed and everything. Like if you have a headache, she's gonna give you a plant for that. If you have like a, a digestion problem, your stomach hurt or any type of problem you can have in your body, she believes plants can cure that. And I actually agree with her. So. I started mixing my home tea, and people love it. I did some research. I traveled a lot in Asia to just find, like, the perfect plants to actually mix together for any cure that, you know, I had, like, a problem with. And like you said, I didn't want to stop it. I didn't want my one passion to stop another one. So I was still, like, I want to be a publicist because I studied. And the big problem was, like, I couldn't actually find a publicist for my tea company to put my tea out there. So I was like, why should I actually look for one when I can become one myself? I just started reaching out to media and do some research and put everything together. And it was like, it just catch because all the small company like me was having the same problem and say, how did you do that? Can you do it for me? So from there, it just actually went by itself and <laughs> I'm doing both. <laughs> 
Oh, I love that. You saw a need and you were courageous enough to go and fill that need with that. I mean, you had a background in PR, so there's that. But um, I just really love the fact that you had the courage to go out there, do it for yourself, and then turn around and offer those services for somebody else. So we got a lot to talk about in our time period today. And I want to go back to the tea for just a moment because my mom was mm-hmm. the same way. It's knowing um, She was loved tea and understanding that the medicinal values of tea and i read somewhere that your grandmother was that way really understood the medicinal values of tea and you just said that as well um so right now when we think about teas in when i when i drink tea i have to tell you that i do drink tea for medicinal values whether it is to um you know to for sleep or as you mentioned for stomach uh ache Mm -hmm or for for digestion after a heavy meal, things of that nature. What are some different remedies or ailments that your teas address? Uh, Like a remedy? Right, do you have teas for certain elements? Do you, you know, like I'm thinking oh. of certain tea brands that may, they market a tea like, oh, mm-hmm. this tea is for digestion. This tea is for weight loss. This tea, oh, do, do you yeah. market? Okay. So yeah, actually our brand is focused on actually a uh, problem. So every of our, of our brand uh, is for a cure. So recently we just like uh, finished selling the allergic tonic because when spring comes, a lot of people are allergic to pollen, right? So mm-hmm. instead of actually going to the pharmacy and have you, you just like a medicine, we have blend uh, some plants to actually help you relieve those allergic symptoms. So you got tea for allergy. You got tea especially for digestion. That's one of my biggest problems. I was feeling bloated all the time after I eat, or even before. So that was one of my biggest problems. And the dream that we have right now is what works the best for that. Uh, we also have tea for skin because believe it or not, there is a lot of plants like roses that actually help to glow your skin. Because, you know, it's made with water. Drink a lot of water, but you can drink all the stuff that can actually help you. So you can definitely find some mixture for anything and everything. Every problem has a mixture. I always say that. You just have to find the right one. Find your problem first, and then try to pick the right tea for you. You have to go with the flavor, too, because drinking tea should still be a pleasure. You still have to enjoy it, right? You know, you can have the eyes, heart, you know, with a little bit of some milk, with or without sugar. I would actually advise honey a little bit or agave because it makes me plant too. But it still has to be a pleasure, not just a remedy. That way you can actually re-enjoy your beverage and still cure whatever you need to cure. And I love that, you know, this tea brand, I want to say it properly for all of our listeners because I want you to go on the website. The website is beautiful. It lays out the different teas and the elements and um, bone at bio tea. It, I said it properly, yeah. right? Bone properly. at bio, <laughs> bio tea. So please visit that website. You're going to see some marvelously packaged teas. And I think for the, for the novice tea drinkers, although a lot of my neighbors now use loose teas, but for some people, loose teas are a little bit intimidating because we're accustomed to, um, you know, having the tea in the tea bag. But I think um, having a cup of tea is almost self-care, if you will, taking the moment to, to care for oneself. In, with the teas, would you say that 
people have to be careful about how suppose they were drinking here i'm looking on the site here uh you know maybe the green tea detox right mm -hmm. is there a, a limit as to how many cups of tea you could have per day or is because this is a tea do you find you know water based do you find that these that's not necessary oh i mean tea it's a healthy beverage but just like everything you don't have to abuse of it, right? Uh, especially if it contains caffeine. I would say, you know, don't drink it too much uh, when it comes to evening or nighttime because, well, you got caffeine, so you're probably not going to sleep well. If it's non-caffeinated, like the Parisian Red, I would just say enjoy it. It's something very healthy. It's plant-based, and you can just, like, you know, add it in. Even I can use smoothie. There's a lot of things that you can do with tea. You don't have to drink it just like the regular tea on a cup. You can definitely do a lot of things with that. Oh, that's a very good point. So you're saying that, um, you know, someone who's making a smoothie in the morning could take a, you know, I guess a couple of tablespoons of this and add to their smoothie? Uh, no, I would say blend the tea, uh, you know, just infuse it. And then you, the tea infuse it, you add it to your smoothie. Instead of adding like coconut water or other juice, you just add ah. your tea. Then it actually makes like, yes, it's delicious. And it's healthy, so it's very delicious. That's why I actually do sometimes. That is wonderful. So you're giving us another way. I encourage people, if you haven't tried teas um, for different elements, especially I think for sleep, I, you know, I've worked as a pharmacist for so many years. I used to get that question a lot. And, and, and as you mentioned, people having their last dose, a cup of coffee at six or after six contributes to a lot of sleep issues and nervousness. Think about making a transition to some teas and seeing if that could maybe uh, improve your self-care regimen. I do think tea is a wonderful way to, to, to yeah. practice self-care. So I want to change gears just a little bit. And you mentioned that, you know, you started out with your tea company. You couldn't find anyone to help you to publish, uh, to market your teas. Well, and you, mm -hmm. you're looking for uh, publicity. You stepped out and utilize your degree and you opened up your own publicity firm. How has that experience been for you? Uh, honestly, it was a little bit tough because it's a lot of competition out there and something is actually a new market and it's difficult, especially when you're new. No one knows you. You definitely have no major coverage and you just like want to show up, right? So I would say you have to have a lot of courage. And me, I'm someone I really don't know, take no for answers. I always tell this story about how I get my kids to be uh, featured in Vogue. Like, I literally harass them. They were saying no all the time. At the beginning, they didn't even answer. And then when I got a no, I was like, well, I got an answer. And I still email them every day. I was emailing different stories about my kids. I was emailing them different stories about things in general, about me, about my story. I was like, I want to be there. I deserve to be there. This is where I want to be. After a month of trying, I finally get an answer. Okay, you find, uh, can we just send you uh, some picture for the story? I didn't even know what story she was talking about, but I was so happy just to have, like, send her some pictures. <laughs> so I send it. So it was definitely really tough. But it's just that because I try to hire some peers, some publicists, and first of all, the price was ridiculously high. Uh, and I have no guarantee of how result. That's why they asked 
actually start telling me like yeah we're going to actually send some uh, uh some press release for you we're going to write a press release we're going to try to reach out to to magazines for you or blogs or podcasts or whoever but we do not guarantee that your story or your product will be featured i'm like how can you ask me to pay this monthly and not even guarantee me some results so i wanted to change that to all the small companies because for them sometimes having a marketing or pr budget it's a lot so they need to have a guarantee that if i hire you i'm actually going to have some media coverage so i wanted to do that for me and for all the small businesses and i think I that's a very right for them that's a very good point for all of our entrepreneurs who are listening today and those people who love entrepreneurs who are not listening and would love to share this information with them is that what you just said there when you're putting that you're investing that type of money into your to your business you do want to have some guarantees and we know that you know life is dynamic yeah. it's forever changing um but we so i love that your company offers that and we're going to go to the phone line because so we do have a caller on the line here Hello, you're on the air. Thank you for calling the Everyday Peace Show and our fabulous guest today, Jean Gang. Hello. Hello. Oh, we do have a guest holding, so. Uh... Hello. I think we just, I thank you for calling. Um, I think we just lost our, our guest for just a moment. She'll be right back on. But thank you for calling the Dr. Drayvon James and Everyday Peace Show. Did you have a question or a comment? Yes, I had a question. I just wanted to know what teas she recommended for um, if you have stomach issues like bloating, constipation, that sort of stuff. That's what I wanted to know. Oh, and I know she's going to have an answer for that because she mentioned that she herself had uh, bloating issues and that's how you know her grandmother had remedies for that. I apologize. Some kind of way I've had some technical difficulties here. I want you just to hang on with us. Don't hang up. I will. We're going to be able to get her right back on the air and okay. uh, we'll be able to answer that question for you. While, we're, while we do have some time and we're waiting for our fabulous guest, Janine, um, gang to rejoin us. I want to say that uh, she, she's talking about a couple things today, and I hope that our listeners are really sinking this in. The first thing that occurred to me when I started doing my research for her was that the sense of adventure, being awakened and alive to your true self. She mentioned that she began the tea company because she was passionate about tea. And I encourage our listeners today to discover what it is that you are passionate about. Spend some time getting to know yourself. And one way I encourage my coaching clients to discover that, because I got to tell you, when I say that to people, they often say, hmm, I'm not sure, right? <laughs> and that's okay. There's no, there's nothing wrong with not being sure. But one of the things I encourage my um, coaching clients to do is for a whole week, carry a little journal with you that I call a smile journal. That's right, smile journal. Mm -hmm. And then when you when you catch yourself smiling, jot down why right mm. why am i smiling that kind of cues us into what we are passionate about and, and i'm sorry one second i'm trying to see if we're trying to get our uh, caller back on the air but uh trying to cue into what we are passionate about so that we can get to know ourselves better and live a full journey the second thing that caught me about Janine um, Gang is that she couldn't find what she needed. 
to advance her passion. How many times has that happened in our life? We need something, we want something, we have a dream, we have a desire, but we can't find someone who believes in that dream and desire the way we do and will help push it forward in the world. That was her story. No one really, you know, you've got a small tea company. There are some major tea companies out there and they just were not giving her the airtime and the marketing that she felt she needed. And so she could have spent the rest of her life thinking, well, I'm not going to go forth because I can't find the support. No, she did something that she she herself says was quite difficult. She stepped out and she decided that I'm going to learn how to do this for myself. And I love this. I hope you all got this. How she started was just by sending correspondence to different companies asking them to interview her about her tea. Isn't that amazing? And then getting mm-hmm. no after no after no, and then going back and saying, you know, oh, I'm going to just keep trying. Eventually, someone's going to say yes. And one day someone says yes, and they say, okay, well, send us your information. So my the, the takeaway for that for me is that it's always too soon to quit. And it's never too late to start. I want to say that again for our listeners. It's always too soon to quit. And for those of us who are, you know, approaching certain seasons in our life and are thinking, well, let me just throw in a towel and just sit here and rock the rest, the rest of my days away. No, ma'am. No, sir. It's never too late to start. You are someone's someone's um, model. Someone's modeling their life after what they see you do. You are someone's inspiration. That's the word I was looking for. You are someone's inspiration, right? And so if you can't get started for you, get started because someone that you probably don't even know that's watching you is watching. It is encouraged by you. They draw strength from watching you pursue your passions and your dreams. So that's very, very important. I, For some reason, we had a technical glitch and we seem to have lost our fabulous guest for today. So I don't know if I'm going to be able to get you that answer on the air, but I promise okay. you that I will reach out to Janine and I will get that answer for you. Thank for, you. Uh, you're welcome, because that's a, that's a um, major issue. Just I don't know if it's in other cultures, but I know throughout the United States, I get that a lot, too, and um, that people are suffering from from stomach issues. So and is, if there is a tea that is in her line, I encourage you to visit her website, though. It's a beautiful website. Yeah, maybe I can find it there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what, what you can do on the website is that you can actually search by um, by discomfort, whatever discomfort you're having. So if you're having bloating, you can actually search for a tea like that. And that website name name again is I want I want to get it right is bone at bio t is b o t b o n b o n e t b i o t so it's b like boy o n like november e t like tuesday b like boy i o t visit that website you'll find a, it's a beautiful website very very simple to to maneuver and look around i love i love a clean website right so i, I thought okay. that was fascinating and because it's a tea you, you kind of get that nice um organic type of feel when you visit the website right. so i'm sure that you'll be able to find the tea there my apologies uh, technic- oh, that's okay. te- Technology is beautiful when it works, but I'm glad I didn't lose you as the caller. I got you on here and we got to have your 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 question at least asked on the air, if not answered on the air. I want to thank you for being an everyday peacemaker and uh, joining thank in the conversation. Thank you for another wonderful show. Oh, another you're very wonderful welcome. week. 
You're very okay. welcome. You too. So, All right. um, so for 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 our listening audience, I do want to say uh, I want to go through some different teas that um, I am accustomed to um, coming from my background and my mom. And one of the teas that really sticks out in my mind as as Janine was talking was the valerian root tea, and which many of you may have heard for sleep. Um, I think that tea is very, very good for, um, it's a bit stronger than the chamomile tea. And I encourage people, if they are going to use a valerian root tea, to please talk to your doctor because it really does work for, gets get you a good night's sleep. But it's not something that you can use on a regular basis. Um, as a pharmacist, I will tell you that herbs are, medicinal herbs have a medicinal value, right? And anything that has uh, medicinal value also has a side effect profile, which means that it could cause some unpleasant side effects if not used properly or if mixed with some of your medications. So I encourage you, if you're really going to delve into the to the world of medicinal teas, and I encourage you to because they're fabulous, um, get some coaching and some guidance. You know, a lot of times I know the doctors don't necessarily know about a lot of herbs, but that is changing. You know, more and more we're finding functional medicine doctors who know a lot about herbs and traditional medicine. So, but valerian root um, is a great tea for sleep. Chamomile is a milder tea for sleep. It does cause some relaxation um, for sleep. And I know that Janine mentioned a little bit about sweeteners. And one of the topics we were going to get to uh, was talking about sugar and processed sugar. So we all know, and she has uh, something on her site that I read that said, sugar is the new nicotine. And I thought that was a clever way of looking at it because we all know that sugar is highly addictive. So if you're just getting introduced to the world of teas, I encourage you to try a natural sugar, uh, a honey. You know, so many different varieties of honey as a sweetener. I'm not a fan of a lot of artificial sweeteners, but um, just because my, my personal preference is to do a natural natural sweetener like a honey, but there are plant-based um, sweeteners such as stevia and things of that nature. But try some try something more natural-based, whether before you just grab for the sugar. We're really working to reduce our sugar intake as we improve our health. And definitely, as I mentioned earlier, I do view tea time as self-care. And I would love to hear from some of you. And I know you guys email me. So uh, let's have to start this conversation. What are some things that you're doing for self-care? And are any of those things connected with what you put into your body? Right. It's Mondays. um, So I've heard people do, you know, um, Meatless Mondays, a big vegetarian push. I don't know if you, if anybody here, our listening audience is participating in that, but another great way, you know, obviously for the environment and also for our bodies to have that um, time period and wherever you fall on the spectrum of to eat meat or not to eat meat, but just to give your body, your digestive system, just that one day of going meatless seems to be a great way for self-care, in my opinion. Other things for self-care is definitely decreasing this caffeine, right? Uh, we all know that caffeine does have some benefits to it. We have heard about that helping with um migraine headaches and things of that nature, but too much caffeine. And if you got to admit, we live in a caffeine 
heavy environment. We are um, really overdoing it with the caffeine. First thing in the morning, and as I mentioned, I'm talking to people who are indulging in caffeine late into the evening as well. So trying to decrease the caffeine is another way of self-care. And then there are other things. Uh, we didn't delve into this, but um, some type of healing baths, you, you know, when I was growing up was part of our culture as well, was to use certain herbs in a bath to calm calm skin ailments and things of that nature. A bath helps to soothe and gives us time to like sort of meditate, pray, meditate, whatever you mean, whatever you like. But that is also another way for self-care. Tea, my number one way. I love a good t- cup of tea. I love a Um, a good book and a good cup of tea, but just tea and quiet time, right? Tea sort of, wouldn't you agree, tea sort of sets us up for quiet time, right? And quiet, by quiet time, I mean quieting the mind. Self-care is about letting the mind rest and the body follow. Tea time is the time for it. So if you're not a tea drinker and you listen today, I hope that you will try tea. If you have a passion, if there's something that you need to kickstart your passion, I hope that you will be encouraged enough by by you and your desire and know that you deserve to pursue that passion, to do some research and see what you can do to go to the next level of greatness with that passion. We don't want to let some thing or some circumstance prevent us from pursuing our dreams. And that was one of the major things that I got from our guests today before we got disconnected is that there should be no block between you and your passion, pursuing your passion, especially when you know, and I hope that you do know this, that your passion will be of service to someone else. It's not, it is about you, but you are here for a bigger purpose, to serve someone else. And that's even in developing and going after your goals. I'm Dr. Drayvon James. I thank you for being an everyday peacemaker. I look forward to talking with you again. Thank you for listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. I'm Victoria Moran. Since we launched the Main Street Vegan podcast back in 2012, lots more people have discovered the way that moving in a vegan direction can infuse our lives with vitality, spirituality, and compassion. My guests are experts on every aspect of making this work in your real life and our real world. Join us for Main Street Vegan here on mindbodyspirit.fm.